Hello everyone, welcome back to Duel of the Takes. Today we are celebrating Christmas once again. We are going to be ranking uh, just about every Christmas movie that could come to mind, but with a twist. We're doing our naughty and nice format from last holiday season, where we did Christmas songs or holiday songs. Now we are doing holiday movies. Uh, there's a ton on here. We've got a pool of about 55. Are you guys excited? Of course. Some of these movies I watch every year and some I don't. Well said. That's what makes a great Christmas movie, right? How frequently can you tolerate it? Exactly. Iron Man 3 is a good movie. I've never had eggnog. Eggnog is great, but you have to get the TG Lee kind. I like eggnog. Uh, I don't really care where it comes from or who makes it. And uh, it's like spicy milk. <laughs> <laughs> that should be on the thumbnail eggnog is just spicy milk <laughs> <laughs> all right well uh alden you seem to be the king of this format how about you take it uh you you, you start alden did you uh, throw up today no thank god your first movie is krampus 2015 oh i thought it was about the bad moms your second movie is dramatic pause for the wheel to spin you know how it goes Oh, no. <laughs> oh. Christmas with the Cranks versus Krampus. All right, Alden, take it away. Which one's naughty and which one's nice? <laughs> um, man. The hard one. I think I'm going to say that Christmas with the Cranks is naughty. Oh, uh, huh? What? Bro moments. I've got mixed feelings about Tim Allen. And I enjoyed myself with... Krampus. I may never watch it again, but I got mixed feelings about Krampus. I think that this is an interesting choice. I like that Krampus kind of rides the same coattails of like gremlins in terms of being like a holiday movie that's also like a horror movie. It's not as fun, I, I don't think. Christmas with the Cranks is also like a guilty pleasure, like Christmas watch with the fam, but that's true. That's true. It's got its it's got its moments. Dan Aykroyd, like, pressuring the entire neighborhood to help the Cranks after they've been dickheads for an entire year is pretty great. I saw Krampus, I think, in a theater when it came out. I did, too. Have not bothered to check it out since. I think that movie is a little bit of a garbage film. I think it would have been improved for me if I saw it in theaters, because I saw it on streaming, and I, w I was so unimpressed. I was, like, so bored until, like, the very end. Although that one monster with, like, the detachable jaw is pretty fucking sick. I like the cast. Bringing back my bit where I look at Rotten Tomatoes reviews, um, Krampus is exponentially better reviewed. Yeah, that doesn't surprise me. It's 67% versus 5%. Christmas with the Cranks at 5% is so mean. That is extremely mean. That's a fun movie. I didn't realize it was that low. You're up, Josh. I'm glad we avoided uh, Hallmark movies. Ernest Saves Christmas. I gotta look this one up. Are you kidding? You have to look this movie up? Maybe. It's one of those probably when I see it. Oh my god. I love all of the Ernest movies. It hurts my soul that this is getting put against anything. Oh, okay, okay, okay. And you've got Grumpy Cat's Worst Christmas Ever versus Ernest Saves Christmas. Like the meme Grumpy Cat? Yeah, the meme Grumpy Cat. Yes, yeah, so Grumpy Cat was a guest host on Monday Night Raw, and I think they were promoting this movie. If The Miz is in it, like I think he is, uh, hold on. Is this cat alive? Uh, I think it actually just died, like, last year. Rest in peace. Ernest Saves Christmas might have one of my favorite on-screen Santa Clauses, no cap. 
That's fair. I don't think there's any wrestlers in it. So Ernest uh, gets the move past. I'll put that on nice. And Grumpy Cat, he's grumpy. He has to be naughty. Can't be grumpy during Christmas. Thank you, Josh. Watch me. <laughs> Alden's going to prove you wrong. Alden kind of be looking like the grumpy cat. Yes, sir. <laughs> <laughs> Definitely the cat part. Uh, John, how about it's your turn? All right. You've got Happiest Season 2020. It's the movie with, uh, uh, I want to say, Kristen Stewart and uh, uh, Eugene Levy's son. What? <laughs> it's David. Yes. It came out last year on Hulu. So you got Happiest Season and A Merry Frickin' Christmas. What are these movies? This movie was Robin Williams' last movie before he uh, unfortunately passed. It was The Night of the Museum 3. That was the last one released. This one came out first, I think. I almost want to make this decision purely based on the cast that I'm looking at. If I go based on ratings, I get it's, you know, it's kind of like I'm just letting other people decide. And I don't want to put it just on Robin Williams, but I'm going to look at the rest of Merry Friggin' Christmas. And you've got Joel McHale, who I love. Uh, Lauren Graham, she's great. Clark Duke, underrated. Uh, Oliver Platt, he's great. Prox guy that he plays the the energy vampire and what we do in the shadows, he's great. Jeffrey Tambor, he's funny. Matt Jones, he's he's a he's freaking uh, uh, Badger in Breaking Bad. I'm a fan. I watched Merry Freaking Christmas like last week. And the director of it has directed episodes of Community, Unbreakable, Mr. Mayor, some of my favorite uh, shitty shows, Superstore. I can't say anything about the cast of Happiest Season. I mean, other than I, I, I love uh, Victor Garber's great. Aubrey Plaza's in it. I haven't seen either of these, so I can't really make an objective decision. But what I can say is that uh, uh, we all miss Robin Williams. I'm going to put uh, Merry Friggin' Christmas in, in nice and uh, and put Happiest Season in naughty and, and move on. Because maybe somebody else will have better opinions about these later. Anyway, grab your pizza. It's my turn. All right. My first movie today is... Holiday and handcuffs. So uh, some context here. This was ABC Family's highest uh, rated movie ever. This is the one with Melissa Joan Hart and Mario Lopez being uh, handcuffed together for the holidays. I swear to God, it's on every single Christmas. I've never even heard of this. It's awful. <laughs> um, my second movie. Oh, this is a no no brainer. Oh, uh, Kiss Kiss Bang Bang is a nice m movie. Very nice. Probably one of my favorite Shane Black films. This is his directorial debut with Robert Downey Jr. and Val Kilmer in the lead roles. This this movie slaps. Woo! All right, Alden, I believe that means we're back to you for round two. Alden, you got Elf. I literally just got back to this. This is the greatest moment of my life. <laughs> and The Nightmare Before Christmas. Good luck. Sheesh. You're about to piss some panelists off. This greatest moment of my life is now the worst. This is a hard one. Uh, yeah, <laughs> Elf versus the Nightmare Before Christmas? Yikes. One of these is a movie that I grew up with and watched every year, sometimes multiple times a year. I love the first half of both of these movies so much. <laughs> <laughs> this is not easy at all. I have no idea. Every year I forget how the second half of Elf ends. See, that's how I feel about... That's how I feel about uh, Nightmare Before Christmas. I feel like Elf is, like, the perfect, like, movie to watch on Christmas Day. Like, after you've opened presents, you've you had your, your Christmas feast or whatever, and you're just dozing off on the couch. Like, if you fall asleep, like, at the mailroom scene, 
where like he's just he's getting drunk at the in the mail room you're good to go like honestly like you you've got a solid hour of comedy and now you're done you know see my christmas day is usually a christmas story marathon just the entire day ew sheesh we'll talk about why that's uh, awful and i'm sorry for you later big cringe big cringe is it because it's ohio but anyway, Alden, stop delaying the inevitable. You have a big decision to make here, and you're going to piss people off. Elf or The Nightmare Before Christmas? Which is making the naughty list? Which is making the nice list? <laughs> I'm going to pick Elf. Elf is is nice. Oh my god. <laughs> this was a this is an upset, but also it's not. I'm very conflicted here. I feel like you went with the safer choice, which I respect. I don't think I went with the safer choice. No, I think you went with the controversial choice. I feel like Nightmare Before Christmas is the per- perfect early November Christmas movie, while Elf, you're probably waiting till literally probably Christmas Eve. That's a good take. I'm not watching Nightmare Before Christmas on Christmas Day. The best half is more of the Halloween part. I'm watching that shit in like early November when it's still like Fallout. I mean, to be fair, I don't want to watch Elf on Christmas Day either. True. That's true. I'd rather watch Christmas with the Cranks. Christmas and some crank. You just watch Jason Statham movies all day. Last year on Christmas Eve, I think it was last year, uh, my dad and I watched The Other Guys on Christmas Eve. Josh, it is your second turn. Hopefully you don't have as tough of a decision as Alden. Hopefully he does. Uh, You've got eight crazy nights. Okay, okay. Hope Alden had a good Hanukkah. And White Christmas. Wow, these are two movies uh, that have a, a similar vibe to them. Really? Do they? I was gonna think they were exact opposites, but go off. I think they're kind. Of, they're both kind of old. <laughs> I think Eight Crazy Nights uh, has some really entertaining moments. Uh, I think it's cool that um, we got representation in this list of the Hanukkah holiday. But Hanukkah is a holiday that deserves better than just a random Adam Sandler comedy at the peak of bad Adam Sandler also I unfortunately gotta give it a naughty just because Hanukkah deserves better and uh I'll give White Christmas on the nice list because it is a classic Sekula back to you first movie of the second round is National Lampoon's Christmas Vacation Oh, God, this is a hard one, then. I hope maybe it'll be easy. Maybe this will be super easy. Maybe I'll get, like, a bad mom's Christmas. Versus Miracle on 34th Street, the original. Sheesh. The original, too. Oh, Christ, on a bike. Two classics in different ways. I think one of the, like, most beloved Christmas comedies and maybe one of the most beloved Christmas movies, period, going head-to-head here. This is going to be tough because if my mom decides to watch this episode, which I doubt she will, she will cry if I don't pick A Miracle on 34th Street. That's, like, her whole childhood. When uh, When she came to visit us in New York, we went to the Macy's just so she could take pictures of me and my sister in front of the posters at the top of the Macy's. That's really wholesome. On the other hand, I don't really care for the movie. <laughs> National Lampoons, I could I could watch that like six times a year because it's hilarious. And they're, they're, I saw a TikTok like yesterday of somebody embroidering the uh, the the fucking quote. God, where's the Tylenol? Onto like a onto like a like a like a frame, and it's just that's the staying power. I can't call Miracle on Thirty Fourth Street naughty. That's naughty of me to do. 
Yeah, I mean, it's a tough decision to make, but I think the one you watch more frequently or the one you enjoy watching more probably has to make the nice list, right? I know. I. But then again, the man that stars in National Lampoon is an actor that nobody really likes anymore. That's true. I like Randy Quaid. I don't know why you guys are... <laughs> <laughs> Nate lives in an alternate universe where Chevy Chase never existed. <laughs> that is that is something to consider. You're not even to consider just to just to mention that nobody fucking likes Chevy Chase. I'm gonna go against my better judgment. I'm gonna put National Lampoons as uh, as nice, and we put Miracle on Thirty Fourth as naughty. And it pains me to do so because it should be flipped because one of them is a cynical movie and one of them is the opposite of that. Note to self: uh, Add John's mom on Facebook. And uh, make sure to link her this episode when it comes out. Oh, God. It's my turn. First movie of round two for me is Office Christmas Party. Unfortunately, I saw this one in theaters. Oh, my God. Sheesh. We got Holiday Inn. We at the hotel, motel, Holiday Inn. I might be dropping one of my first hot takes of the episode. I think Holiday Inn's actually the better movie than White Christmas. A lot of the same cast. I I quite enjoy Holiday Inn. And uh, Office Christmas Party was fine. I thought the cast was all right, but I can only put up with about 30 minutes of TJ Miller at a time. And this movie had a runtime of like 92 minutes. So it's just a little too much. I'm going to put Holiday Inn in nice, and Office Christmas Party is not the worst movie in Naughty, but it it's in Naughty for a good reason. Imagine a remake starring Pitbull. <laughs> That's Mr. Worldwide to you. Is it all about him turning like a defunct Holiday Inn hotel into like a concert venue amidst the coronavirus pandemic? <laughs> takes place in Miami. It has to. That's in his contract. All right, Alden, you ready for round three? Not really. Cool. All right. Well, you're starting off with Iron Man 3, which is, I guess, technically a Christmas movie. Thanks, Shane Black. Shane Black uh, loves Christmas. Makes one of us. Die Hard versus Iron Man 3. Alden, you got this. This is a hard one. It's really not. It's a hard one for Alden because I know where he wants to lean. It's a hard one for me personally. Let's see. My second favorite Iron Man movie or the best action movie of the 1980s? Man, this is tough. Well, I'm getting death threats already, so I guess I'm going to say Die Hard. Who is death threatening you? Uh, Well, Steven did just message me, Die Hard or you're going to die hard. So Wait, that sounds like a good thing. Don't you want to die hard? Yeah, no, definitely don't want to die soft. I just don't want to die by Steven's hands. Can any of other these movies say they had a Christmas movie starring uh, Guy Pierce though? Um, no. Is Memento a Christmas movie? <laughs> it could have been Christmas the whole time and he could have forgotten. How many Iron Man suits are in Die Hard? Imagine the character from Memento just like sitting and having his dinner and someone like hands him a, like a present and he's like, what? Are you, are you locking in Die Hard? Die Hard is nice. Iron Man 3, I'm so sorry. You're naughty. You made the right choice. I'm sorry, Don Cheadle. You deserve better. Don Cheadle deserved better than being in Space Jam 2, I will say that. <laughs> I do like that scene in Iron Man 3 where Guy Pierce is, like, uh, warming up Don Cheadle's uh, suit, making it really uh, sweaty in there for him, and then he goes, all right, let's go, and, like, pops out. That is very good. 
Uh, here's a Marvel theory for you guys. I think Don Cheadle's character may actually be a god. Like, because uh, he should have died about four times. <laughs> and like a Time Lord on Doctor Who, we've seen him like straight up like change forms, like completely like regenerate. Exactly. Uh, you know what he it was is. at one point played by Terrence. Terrence Howard. Terrence Howard. Thank you. How funny would it be in, if in Doctor Strange uh, 2, because they say they're filming all these cameos, what if there's a multiverse of Terrence Howard as Iron Patriot? <laughs> I honestly think it's probably going to happen. <laughs> Anything's possible at this point. Uh, let's see. That was Alden's turn. So, Josh, it's to you with round three. You've got Fat Man, the new Mel Gibson evil Santa Claus movie from last year. I might have to watch this. Yeah, I wanted to see it, but it was like on like a weird streaming service when I looked last year. Did Mel Gibson direct this? I don't think so. All right, you got Fat Man versus the Muppet Christmas Carol. I think it might be the only version of a Christmas Carol on this list, actually. We don't have the original? You don't have the musical version? But anyway. Hey, how many times did I ask you guys before we started recording? Does anyone want to add anything? I didn't want to talk about a Christmas Carol four different times. That's fair. That's fair. This is the penultimate version of A Christmas Carol. Fat Man, uh, it, it's naughty. I mean, it's the Muppets. It's the Muppets Christmas Carol. It's great. Any Muppets movie's great, especially Treasure Island. Fat Man is naughty, despite being Santa, and the Muppets are objectively nice. End of story. Sekula, your first movie is Scrooged. That's a typo. Uh, this is the Bill Murray take on A Christmas Carol. I love this movie. I don't think I've seen it. I regret not seeing it. It's probably my favorite movie where uh, it's a holiday movie starring Bill Murray and he has to learn to not be an asshole by the end of it. I'm, I'm looking at pictures from the movie. It looks really good. <laughs> not going to lie. Oh, you've got Scrooged versus the Polar Express. Good luck. This is a tough one because I want to watch Scrooged. I never want to watch Polar Express ever again. <laughs> I haven't, but the thing is, I haven't seen Scrooged. So maybe Scrooged is bad, but the Polar Express is nightmare fuel on every level. So Scrooged takes the Chris, like uh, Christmas Carol and sets it in modern time, which is like this movie's like the late 80s. And uh, this like version of Scrooge played by uh, Bill Murray is like a television, like network producer. He like, yeah, he gets visited by the ghosts of Christmas past, present and future. And it's the same story, but like very modern, very cynical. But Bill Murray Murray's being smug about it. It's very, very bleak, but it's funny. It's it's a very good comedy. You know what isn't funny? The Polar Express. I've seen The Polar Express more times than I would care to say out loud. Is it Robert Zemeckis's worst movie? Uh, the Beowulf one he did right after might be worse because it's also that CGI motion capture thing and it's like not good. It's bad. The only thing that I like about Polar Express is it brings to life the one thing that I've always wanted, but not in the way that I want it. I've always wanted a movie where Andy Serkis mo-caps and voices every character and uh, they kind of do that except for it's Tom Hanks this time. The Santa like, When he meets Santa Claus, Tom Hanks plays a good Santa Claus the portrayal of the North Pole is really great because it's like bleak. <laughs> it's like super bleak for no reason. It's like a liminal space. <laughs> it's like those cursed images. <laughs> There's no reason for it to be bleak because for the entire movie, Christmas is seen as this like magical, mystical, beautiful thing that everybody should be worshiping and loving. But then they get to the North Pole and it's this dark, dusty, like industrial era. They get to the North Pole and it looks like Pittsburgh. <laughs> <laughs> It's this fucking terrible, disgusting city that's filled with nobody except for like cynical elves just like doing their job and hating their lives. 
Scrooge. That's the only real part that I like about it. I'm going to pick Scrooge as nice because I don't like Polar Express. And I would rather watch Scrooge for the first time than never watch Polar Express ever again. All right, my turn. Finish off round three. We've got Deck the Halls. This is the one with uh, Matthew Broderick and Danny DeVito having a uh, rivalry over who can decorate their house with the most Christmas lights. Oh, I think I remember this one. So like that one scene in Ron Howard's The Grinch? Yes. I got The Night Before. I don't really think either one of these movies is great, but I feel like I had a better time seeing The Night Before than I did the most recent time I watched Deck the Halls. Deck the Halls was one of those like family kind of Christmas movies with like a bit of an edge, like very, very much a post Christmas vacation family Christmas movie. It has a Christmas with the Cranks vibe. Yes, big Christmas with the Cranks energy, but with uh, Ferris Bueller and the Penguin in it. And uh, they're both horrible fathers in this movie. Yeah, I'm gonna go with uh, The Night Before and then in the in the nice thank you and then uh yeah deck the halls can be a naughty it's it's a little naughty it's definitely a little naughty isn't deck the halls the one where they can see their house from space yes that's what i thought i know that's like burned into my memory going through round four alden are you ready uh yeah i guess are you simply having a wonderful christmas time Oh, of course. Well, good, because you got a Medea Christmas. <laughs> nice. Versus a very Harold and Kumar Christmas. Same energy, kind of. Definitely same energy. I don't know if this is much of a competition, though. I haven't seen Harold and Kumar's Christmas. I have seen a Medea Christmas. So I think by default, I'm picking Medea as nice. I will say a very Harold and Kumar Christmas is the worst Harold and Kumar movie, and a Medea Christmas is not the worst Medea movie. There you go. That's fair. That's fair. That being said, Harold and Kumar should be naughty anyways, because they're smoking the devil's lettuce. Yeah, they are. All right, Josh. Your uh, first movie of round four is Bad Santa. Nice. Incredible. The Christmas Chronicles. <laughs> the Kurt Russell Santa Claus movie, for those of you who aren't uh, on Netflix. These movies have the same energy. But one is definitely a lot better. They do not have the same energy at all. In the sense that both of them are fucking terrible movies. Um, I don't know when you last saw Bad Santa, but I think you should really rewatch it. It's just the worst jackass movie. These takes keep getting more and more wild. Before, before Sakula really throws this off, I'm gonna put Bad Santa nice because... It's got a very strong following. People love that movie. Oh, I'm thinking of the wrong fucking movie, dog. <laughs> You're thinking of Bad Grandpa? Yes, I am. Christmas Chronicles, um, I mean, also has a, a following. It got a sequel in that, but I don't think it's going to have any of the staying power that Bad Santa has had for the past uh, many years. I agree. Uh, I have not seen Bad Santa 2 all the way through, and I... I kind of hope they never ever try to do that again um, it was not good <laughs> but the first bad santa is a fantastic really dark cynical christmas movie john it's your turn all right let's do it round four your first christmas movie is it's a wonderful life why do i keep getting the goddamn classics respect the classics man Whatever gets put against this is going to be difficult unless it's an objectively shit movie four christmases i mean this isn't really like a uh, horrible Christmas movie, I would say. Reese Witherspoon, Vince Vaughn, the power couple of, of shitty comedies. I mean, I don't... 
really have a take here other than that one of these is like an early 2000 or a late 2000s comedy movie with Vince Vaughn versus a classic Christmas movie that gets remade every year in every single genre and idea and television show. Would you like to see a shot for shot remake with uh, uh, Vince Vaughn playing the main character of It's a Wonderful Life (laughs) directed by Gus Van Sant? Just like he did for Psycho. It'd be a lot better than Psycho. Now you're making me think of the Psycho remake and now I'm pissed off. Happy Christmas, Psychos. I'm not sure that it's like I could morally put this fucking Vince Vaughn 2000s comedy above It's a Wonderful Life. Like that's not there's I don't feel like there's even a conversation to be had here. It's a Wonderful Life is nice and and Four Christmases is naughty. I mean, fucking look up the poster for Four Christmases. It it makes me want to throw up. It's the most generic bullshit thing that I've ever seen in my entire life. Oh, I think I've seen this movie. The height difference is pretty funny. I will say that. (laughs) Vince Vaughn's so awkwardly tall. Vince Vaughn should play Sasquatch. (laughs) Unironically, in a serious drama about killing Sasquatch. All right, my turn. Round four. Here we go. It's Elf Bowling the movie, The Great North Pole Elf Strike. I have this on Blu-ray. I needed to get this one. Oh, Fred Claus? Yeah, no. Fred Claus has Paul Giamatti as Santa Claus. I like this movie a lot. I think it's cheesy. I don't think it's great, but it's very enjoyable for me. Still got a lot of a lot of nice cynical humor, some good bits here and there, but uh, the slapstick comedy is very funny. Tom Kenny plays uh, Dingus Kringle. Yeah, that's fitting. I feel like Elf Bowling the movie is like, in theory, like it could be like a great guilty pleasure for the holiday, but it's based off of a Flash game from like 2002. Like, I I just feel like the lore doesn't run that deep. I think the elves go on strike so they can go on vacation instead of participating Christmas. That's true. I really know if I would like that movie. I've I've only seen like clips of it and I'm like, this is, this is bad. This is like food fight level animation. No, I've watched it in its entirety. It's worth than food fight it's actually amazing that this movie exists i fully believe that it's like like a tax write-off scam sort of thing like they, they hired people to just bullshit something and then just pocketed the money made from it the fifth round this may be the final round we'll see your first movie's the ref hidden uh hidden christmas classic starring dennis leary as a burglar who kidnaps a couple going through a divorce as their estranged son comes home all right you got the ref versus daddy's home too oh no i like both of these movies and i think they're both slightly underrated i know i've seen the ref but it was a while ago have you seen daddy's home too most of it yeah Oh, I like John Lithgow and uh, and Mel Gibson in it. They're both funny as like the grandfathers. I think that's why I'm going to say that Daddy's Home 2 is nice is because they add a lot to the Daddy's Home dynamic. Also, John Cena is in Daddy's Home 2. He is, yeah. Do, 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 do. All right, Josh, to you, Batman Returns. Yes, yes, my favorite Batman movie. All right, you've got Batman Returns versus the original The Santa Claus. This is not a question. The Santa Claus, I think, is a classic. I think kind of underrated now, because, like, I feel like we all, like, probably grew up seeing that movie, but um, I feel like now it's kind of getting lost in the shuffle compared to, like, your Home Alones or your National Lampoons. I think it, uh, I think it hit different for us, but Batman Returns, yeah doesn't have anything to do with christmas 
at all. Except the climax takes place on Christmas. The way Tim Burton was able to use that setting and that holiday cinematography-wise looks awesome. My brain wants me to go one way. My heart wants me to go to the other. Are you a Tin Man or a Scarecrow today? I think we need at least one Christmas movie that's not actually Christmas on the nice list, so I'm going to give that one to Batman Returns. And the Santa Claus wow. is going on the naughty list, but I think it should be high on the naughty list. Isn't Die Hard on the nice list? No. Well, I already made my decision. This means that if the other Santa Clauses get nominated, the likelihood that they go into nice as opposed to the first one is very high. I agree with that, though. I'm glad that there's still hope for the Santa Claus franchise. Sakula, it's your turn on round five. <laughs> Let's get it. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> All right. You got the Santa Claus 3. The- wow. God damn it. I would have been fine if it was a Santa Claus 2. Maybe they'll get pinned against each other. That would be fucking hilarious. Oh, shit. You got the Home Alone versus the Santa Claus 3. The Escape Clause. So it's Martin Short versus Macaulay Culkin, basically. I, th- I think it's funny that Martin Short is pretty much the Joker as his Jack Frost character. <laughs> Basically, he's the Joker. Actually, he's kind of like Jim Carrey's Riddler. Yeah. Oh, yeah, no, she's just in this. Wait, she has a kid in this, doesn't she? This is the one where we have to pretend it's Canada? <laughs> that's this one, right? Hold on, let me make sure I know which one we're talking about. Yeah, that's the one where the in-laws go to the North Pole. That's the third one. Better. <laughs> they have to pretend it's Canada. And they have to knock out the ceiling of the, the delivery room and they have to pretend like they can deliver a human-sized baby when they're knee height. That's also amazing. They don't have regular hospitals. And the, the in-laws just buy that the North Pole with all of these little people is Canada. They're just like, oh, yeah, yeah, no, this is what Canada's like. That makes sense. I agree with that. It's the way she goes. That's the way she goes. Welcome to Canada. I almost want to pick Santa Claus 3 just because of Martin Short, but I can't do it. No. I can't do it. Home Alone has to take this because it is... I, if I had to pick one of these movies to watch five times in a row, I'm picking Home Alone every time. But the Santa Claus 3 deserves love. Yeah, do you cry watching Santa Claus 3? Do you cry watching Home Alone, Nate? Yes. Oh, every time. The scene at the church? Oh, uh, okay. Okay, I forgot about that scene. You're right. The old man next door is estranged from his family and how he freaking hates that he doesn't have a good relationship with his son. And he's telling all this to the little boy. He's secretly watching over the whole time, making sure he stays out of trouble. Oh, my God. Well, I've never cried watching Home Alone. I will agree it's a better movie. There's really not a competition or a discussion to be had right now. I just want to sing the praises of the Santa Claus 3 because I think the Santa Claus 3 has weaved one of the most bomb bombastic and ridiculous mythoses of Santa Claus to ever have been crafted by film. I need people to realize how fucking insane the Santa Claus mythos is. I feel like the Santa Claus like trilogy has like the same amount of crazy lore behind all of it that like the Rankin and Bass Christmas specials do with like their Santa Claus, but it's like in a like grounded in reality like modern day like franchise which is just so much weirder. <laughs> like even all of the uh like Santa Claus is coming to town and all that stuff like are like this is set in like a, a period in the past it's like vaguely 16th century or whatever but no this is just
just like just i mean this isn't the third one but just the original concept for the santa claus which is you know this is beating a dead horse but it has to be mentioned the idea is if you murder santa claus you have to become him you don't even get the choice i have a plan it's simple we kill the Santa. Anyway, Home Alone moves on. It's nice. It's Santa Claus 3 is naughty. My turn here for round five. Depending on what gets selected, this might be our last round or we'll do another round. We're going with a Christmas slasher movie, Silent Night, Deadly Night. Um, I haven't seen this movie, but I heard it's real bad. Yeah, it's not good. There's sequels that are like slightly better, but also bad. Interesting. I was told that it gets worse. And by the fifth one, you're like, you just want to turn it off. It gets more entertaining. But, like, way lower quality. Like, the first one's already a B-movie. Budget just really shows in the sequels. But, like, the story just gets absolutely insane. It's kind of like the Saw movies where, like, it's not even, like, believable anymore. Like, you can't even, like, pretend to feel like this is, like, real stakes or whatever. It, it's it's campy. It's, like, guilty pleasure Christmas horror movie, I guess. I don't know. The Critical Darling of Carol, the movie with uh, Kate Blanchett and Rooney Mara. Uh, this is a Christmas set movie? around the holiday. Yeah, it's about Kate Blanchett uh, going through a uh, divorce and falling in love with Rooney Mara, uh, who's like a much younger woman. Uh, I believe they like work together or they meet. I saw this when it came out. It was like getting a lot of Oscar buzz. I think it got like eight Academy Award nominations, but including both the lead actresses, but then didn't get one for director or best picture, which was like the first time that ever happened, which was really interesting. I've got like the definition of like a critical darling and like like probably a movie that has a 3% on Rotten Tomatoes or something in Silent Night, Deadly Night. I can't in good honor defend Silent Night, Deadly Night here. So different take on like a, a Christmas romance movie. And uh, Silent Night, Deadly Night is uh, probably like the eighth best Christmas horror horror movie sounds like a win for the gays to me we are hopping on over uh we're gonna do another round just because uh, i'm feeling ambitious i guess uh alden are you feeling as ambitious as i am uh of course Ooh, another christmas slasher but this one's actually kino black christmas up against all right kirk cameron saving christmas i think both of these are scary but for different reasons <laughs> you uh you hear about saving christmas alden you, you ever heard of this one i don't i don't think so do a quick google search i want to know what uh what 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 you uh, learn about it his annual christmas party faltering thanks to his cynical brother-in-law former growing pain star kirk cameron attempts to save the day by showing him that jesus christ remains a crucial component of the overly commercialized holiday uh, half of this movie is just montage of people at a Christmas party dancing, and I wish I was kidding. It's got an 18 on Metascore. Ooh, this looks like a high-budget church movie. It's a low-budget church movie. Interesting. Uh, Proto-slashers are great, so Kirk Cameron saving Christmas. This it seems counter-Christmas, but uh, naughty. Bosh, are you ready? I am. Sick. Let's see if we can get a, a Santa Claus movie on the nice list. Oh, well, we got the Miracle on 34th Street remake. Ugh, okay. Versus Jack Frost with uh, Michael Keaton. Good luck. Well, we have the original in the nice list, right? No, it got put on the naughty list uh, because it was paired up against Christmas Vacation. So we don't have a Miracle on 34th Street in the nice list, but also I don't think it's better than the original. And Jack Frost is just kind of like a, it's more of a nostalgic movie. I don't think like if you didn't watch it yet, you kind of missed out on it. The snowman looks scary. But I'm going to put it 
in the uh, in the nice list for Herbie Folded You Loaded star Michael Keaton. And then I'll put the remake in the naughty list. Naughty list for trying to remake such a classic. All right, your first movie of whatever this round is. I think we're on six. Oh, okay. Is Klaus. Okay, I'm here for this. Talked about it during our... Uh, animated pictures of the 2010s it went really far on that list yeah it did josh and i were supposed to watch it today until he abandoned me all right this is not arthur's perfect christmas we talked about last week this is another movie called arthur christmas from 2011 christmas i'm not sure i've seen this one. Oh, i have seen this one this is a joke in my book um arthur christmas looks cheap uh, it feels cheap. There's nothing really that I care for about it. There's some entertaining sequences. All right. So yeah, Klaus moves on as nice. Arthur Christmas is naughty. All right. I got I'll Be Home from Christmas starring Jonathan Taylor Thomas, the movie about the kid who needs to get from Nevada to the East Coast on Christmas Eve so he can get his dad's car up against <laughs> uh, Christmas Story. Okay. Well, this is kind of a no-brainer. Yeah. I'm going to put I'll Be Home for Christmas in Naughty and A Christmas Story in Nice. Although I think it's an overrated tier now, A Christmas Story is a classic now. I think there's a reason it's on loop on Christmas Day on, uh, on what is that, AMC? Um, I think we're going to add in a new element here. We're going to do, uh, we're going to try to add some more of these movies because I feel like there's some ones worth talking about to rank, but we're not going to worry about spinning them. We're going to simply uh, select one, make a group decision if we want it on the list at all, <laughs> and then if we do, whether to put it in naughty or nice, just to, just to round this out a little bit better. So we're just going top to bottom. Do we want a bad mom's Christmas on this list? Yes or no? No. My vote's for yes. I think I'm voting yes. I saw this movie in theaters and it's fucking dog shit. Susan Sarandon's in it. What can I say? I'm giving it a yes. <laughs> now it's up to the three of us to put it in naughty or nice. Naughty. Yeah, it's, it's definitely naughty. All right, we've got Jingle All the Way, the Arnold Schwarzenegger movie about him trying to get his son the, uh, uh, what is it? Turbo Man toy. Uh, last minute on Christmas. Do we want this on the list? Yes or no? Yes, and it's nice. <laughs> well, I was going to say yes, and it's also naughty. Where are you, Alden? Uh, I don't like it. But do you want it on the list? I don't think I do. It can go on naughty. Okay, Jingle All the Way is making it in the naughty list. Um, up next, Santa Claus 2. I think we all want this on the list, including Josh, and I think we all want it in nice. Am I correct in saying this? Correct. Um, all right, Home Alone 2, Lost in New York. Do we want it on the list? Yes. Uh, cool. And do we want it in naughty or nice? It should go in nice. Uh, I'm okay with it in nice just because I like the movie, but it's definitely, it's so much worse than the first movie, it's not even a joke. No, I like the pigeon lady. The pigeon lady's great. All right, Love Actually. Do we want it on the list? No. Or nah, fam. Uh, Gremlins. It needs to be on the list. I'm sorry. Yeah, and it needs to be a nice. Last Holiday starring Queen Latifah. Do we want it on the list? Yes or no? Yeah. I don't really care either way. I don't think I've seen this movie all the way through. Uh, naughty or nice, Alden? Probably naughty since it doesn't seem that well received. Yeah. And then uh, Eyes Wide Shut before Josh gets back. I think he has food poisoning, so this is perfect. We can either snuff Eyes Wide Shut out of this list entirely, or we can add it on our list of greatest christmas movies of all time i don't think he remembered that it was on here he hasn't mentioned it yet well i'm saying no uh, the answer is yes and it goes in nice 
All right, let's meet in the middle here. Yes, but it goes in naughty because that'll stir a lot more controversy. And we can say that uh, gremlins beat out eyes wide shut if he asks. <laughs> um, so now comes the time in this format where we have to make a definitive list of the top 55 Christmas movies of all time using these two separate tiers. Let's start at the bottom in the naughty what do we think the worst movie on this list is? Grumpy Cat's worst Christmas ever. Yeah, that's fine. Uh, is that worse than Elf Bowling the movie? Wait, Audrey Plaza's in Grumpy Cat's worst Christmas ever? Let me confirm. Let me confirm, because I said that because I... Don't think that's true. <laughs> I would be very shocked if that was the case. She is in it. She's the voice of Grumpy Cat. All right. Grumpy Cat's worst Christmas ever is at the bottom. I'm going to be honest. I would put Polar Express here. <laughs> that's a little too low. I like where you're coming from, but I, I just can't. It's very, it's brave and bold. I feel like, I mean, even like Silent Night, Deadly Night's worse than Polar Express. Like, disagree. I disagree. Nothing in the Polar Express is as good as the basketball scene in Monster House. Look, I agree, but the hot chocolate scene does kind of come close. That's true, that's true, that's true. That's true. <laughs> I'm okay with putting Silent Night, Deadly Night here. Okay. What about a very Harold and Kumar Christmas? Yeah, let's go for it. Okay. I just want Elf Bowling to go as high as it can possibly go. No, not 52. I could think of one more movie that it deserves to go above. Uh, what, The Polar Express? A Bad Mom's Christmas. I feel like Bad Mom's Christmas has a large audience, whereas Elf Bowling does not. I got one. How about Saving Christmas? That's a good one. Oh, yeah. All right, drop it down. Sick. Okay, now we're at 51. Can someone make Alden saying drop it down into a trap remix for me? <laughs> <laughs> I feel like Elf Bowling the movie is sticking out like a sore thumb. I get the, bob, bad, the mom's bad Mom's Christmas. Christmas agenda, but I feel like more people would enjoy watching a Bad Mom's Christmas than a bunch of drunk guys sitting around watching Elf Bowling the movie. Fine, but if a Bad Mom's Christmas doesn't go at number 50, I riot. <laughs> this sounds good to me. This is quick, swift, and to the point. Elf Bowling the movie at 51 and then uh bad mom's christmas at 50 this this is fair i'm just glad i got it this high up you, d you put up a good fight kid are there any actual bad movies left because i feel like we're gonna slowly get into the like the forgettable slash bland ones number 49 ah man I think we're getting close to Polar Express territory, but I think there's some, like, really bad ones left. I would like to nominate Holiday in Handcuffs. I'm here for that. Yeah. All right. Uh, anyone else got a nomination? Uh, Polar Express, maybe? Yeah, I'm okay with Polar Express going here because I, I wish that it was at the very bottom. I'll be home for Christmas. Yeah, that's also bad, but it's at least nostalgic for me. I'm thinking like Office Christmas Party's pretty bland. I'd rather watch Office Christmas Party than the Polar Express. <laughs> okay, that's fair. Yeah, I'm thinking Office Christmas Party kind of needs to go here. Damn, surprisingly low. Said <laughs> the guy who just placed Polar Express at 48. Okay, uh, Eight Crazy Nights. True. I could also see Miracle on 34th Street, the remake going here. I know it's like really low in that movie. I was just fine, looking at that. But it's like, why even touch the original? Like, I'm here for that. But also Arthur Christmas. Like, I know people like that movie a lot. Like, I, I just remember seeing like hot take articles about it being like the new Christmas classic. And then like, no one's like ever watched it that I know. It's like that. I did. I forgot that that was 
on this part of the list let's put arthur christmas here yeah okay is this like behind the scenes of like the people who write collider articles like is that all this show is is like how can we add as much fuel to the fire as possible yo whoever made that spider-man suit list bro so bad i'd say eight crazy nights and then office christmas party just for my love of jason bateman now we're getting to the point where i'm like okay there's like bland movies or movies whose themings i don't like like i feel like we're actually getting to like exactly discussion category here soon let's put happiest season next i think it doesn't matter if it's an a-list cast if it's a boring movie I feel like there's other boring movies here, though. I mean, is Four Christmases with Vince Vaughn and Reese Witherspoon really that good? I think The Ref is actually a really funny movie. It's got a great script. I didn't even see Four Christmases on this list. If I had seen that before I saw Happiest Seasons, I would have said that one. All right, cool. Take that, Four Christmases. Number 42. Next one, I think, is Christmas Chronicles, unless anybody has an objection. Oh, true. Marketing-wise, it's trying to capitalize off of, like, uh, the Santa Claus, but it is nothing like it and is also garbage. The design of the elves is atrocious. They look like Illumination characters. They look like really cheap, like, CGI gremlins. Last Holiday with Queen Latifah, that could get cut here. Jingle All the Way with Arnold Schwarzenegger could get Definitely cut Definitely not Jingle All the Way. Last Holiday, for sure. Either that or Fat Man. Yeah, I don't know anyone who's seen Fat Man besides Rob. Shoutouts to I'm our- I'm kind of pissed that Jingle All the Way is still on the list. I don't know how I just completely missed that. I've seen Fat Man, but it's not good enough to beat any of the other movies on this list other than Last Holiday. I don't think I've seen Last Holiday all the way through. I don't fully remember it, but I'm okay with Fat Man being here. I feel like if I wanted to see that movie, I would have watched it last year. I would have watched it Last Holiday, which is now getting placed at uh, number 39. Okay, cool. We've got movies that people care about now. Hopefully we can have some arguments, unless we just want to play Happiest Season because no one's seen it. That's what I was going to do, but... Cool. Okay, cool. <laughs> okay. Now we've got movies that people have seen and care about. Let's fight. we got Christmas with the Cranks, The Nightmare Before Christmas, Miracle on 34th Street, The Original, Iron Man 3, Deck the Halls, The Ref, The Santa Claus, the first one, The Santa Claus 3, The Escape Clause, Jingle All the Way, and Eyes Wide Shut. Here for the rest of the naughty uh, Christmas movies. The Ref. Why? Just because you haven't seen it? Yeah. Okay. I was going to put the Santa Claus 3 next, but... No. Uh, out of these that are left, deck the halls. I agree with Nate here. In fact, I have to actually elevate the ref one more spot and put deck the halls underneath it, because I will not sleep tonight. Disrespectful, honestly. What, you like deck the halls? Why? Because they can see their house from outer space? It's the only thing you remember about it, because it's in the trailer. That's fair. Okay, put it below. Go ahead. We could put Jingle all the way here. Yeah, let's have this fight. Jingle all the way versus Santa Claus 3. Santa Claus 3 goes here all the fucking way. Jingle all the way has staying power. Santa Claus 3 doesn't. Does Jingle all the way have staying? 
staying power. Yes, it does. It's got the nostalgia factor. It's got the Arnold Schwarzenegger factor. We could also put Christmas with the cranks here. Yeah, but it also leaves the factor where I care about the movie or the cast. I like Christmas with the cranks definitely, definitely more than I like Jingle All the Way. That's true. I think Jingle All the Way is like what my gut's telling me is the worst of those three movies. Again, I the theming of it is just, oh, I have to get my son this toy. And then he's like fighting with the mailman played by Sinbad, who's also trying to get the same toy. And then it, it jumps the shark. He gets in a Turbo Man costume and is flying around the city. It's like, what am I watching here? Here's my take. Santa Claus 3 goes here and then Jingle All the Way goes right above it because Santa Claus 3 has a, a bunch of good moments. Jingle All the Way's first act is stronger than the entirety of Santa Claus 3. Uh, the Santa Claus 3, uh, if we want to talk about the theming of uh, materialism being bad or you know what I'm getting at. Third act of the Santa Claus 3 literally turns in turns the North Pole into a theme park Jack Frost, which I think was a good representation on why the Santa Claus character should be kept wholesome and not should be over-marketed. That's a good take. Jingle all the way, then Santa Claus 3. Locked in. Thank you. Sweet. I'm okay with this. Yeah, no, you, you, you sold me. Because once Nate started rem reminding me of what happens at the end of uh, Jingle All the Way, I was like, fuck, that is not good, is it? <laughs> All right, we got Christmas with the Cranks, Nightmare Before Christmas, Miracle on 34th Street, the original, Iron Man 3, The Santa Claus, and Eyes Wide Shut, still on this list. I kind of want to place one of these that's not really a Christmas movie. I'm looking at you, Eyes Wide Shut, but also Iron Man 3. I was looking at Iron Man 3 just because it's... It, it's the least Christmas out of all these movies. Iron Man 3, I forgot was a Christmas movie until I saw it on this list. They talk about Christmas throughout the movie. How did you forget? He dances to a Christmas song in the first shot of the movie. There are trees and decorations throughout the entire movie. There's no way you forgot. I forgot because most of the movie, I'm thinking about Aldrich Killian, and I'm thinking about the lava people, and I'm thinking about uh, the the... Iron Man doing his homemade shit, which is really cool. I'm thinking about Trevor Slattery, the fake Mandarin. You're thinking about all the great things in that movie, and there's also Christmas in it. What is the theme of Iron Man 3? Because I feel like it, holistically, it has the decoration of Christmas and has the ambiance of Christmas, but I feel like to truly be a Christmas movie, and you could make this case for Die Hard, and I think that's why people are like actively fighting every day for Die Hard to be labeled a Christmas movie. Iron Iron Man 3's theming, though, of the character of Tony Stark, I think is a very Christmas thing because during Christmas, it's the end of the year. New Year's is right around the corner. Usually people start to think about their resolutions and want to change. And spend time with family, too. That's the whole theming of the third act of Iron Man. Tony Stark literally gets that surgery. To me, it should have actually been like the finale of the character. The ending of Iron Man 3, to me, is more of a satisfying ending than what they did in Endgame. All right. Well, if that's the case, then... I'm thinking Eyes Wide Shut or Christmas with the Cranks. I could say Christmas with the Cranks down here. No, Christmas with the Cranks deserves to go higher. It's more fun than most of these movies. The theming of Eyes Wide Shut has absolutely nothing to do with Christmas, and I would love to hear a hot take about that being about Christmas. <laughs> I'm going to be honest. I've just been fighting for Eyes Wide Shut because I really love that movie, and it just happens to be around Christmas. And also, there is a lot of Christmas Im imagery in it. I mean, the final shot of the movie is in a toy store. I, I think that... I, this might be a hot take. It's one of the better movies on this list if you forget the Christmas part of it. 
Yeah, but we're ranking Christmas movies. I'm just saying why I've been fighting for Eyes Wide Shut for so long. Well then, I guess Christmas with the Cranks? No! Yeah, we can put Christmas with the Cranks down. Eyes Wide Shut goes here, and I'm I, that's that's it, because all of the rest of these movies are better Christmas movies. Are we Eyes Wide Shutting the case here, Josh? I know you're a big defender of uh, Eyes Wide Shut. It's your favorite Kubrick movie. Eyes Wide Shut, it's very dreamlike, and I think Christmas decorations help uh, cinematography-wise, and I feel like that was a big part of it being chosen around uh, the, that time of the year. That's all I can really think of uh, when it comes to why that movie was made around that time. So I could understand it going here. Uh, I agree with uh, Sekula, though. It is probably top three movies, just quality-wise, on this entire list. But uh, that's not where we're ranking today, folks. Eyes Wide Shut, number 33. Here we are, the top five of the naughty. Christmas with the Cranks, The Nightmare Before Christmas, Miracle on 34th Street, Iron Man 3, and The Santa Claus. This is either Iron Man 3 or Christmas with the Cranks for me. I could also see The Nightmare Before Christmas, but I think Miracle on 34th Street and The Santa Claus are definitely the top of naughty for me. Interesting. I'm going to put Nightmare Before Christmas here personally, just because uh, I, I when when uh, Josh was saying it's like one of the top, like uh, Eyes Wide Shut was one of the top three movies on this list. I think Nightmare Before Christmas is part of that, if not the top four or five. Uh, Nightmare Before Christmas is an incredible movie. As far as Christmas movies, though, only part of it is Christmas. Uh, a lot of the best parts of it are Halloween. But I will say the North Pole sequence is pretty great. The what's this song? Very, very Christmassy. It's good, but if we're thinking on a Christmas list, then Iron Man 3 should go here. I think Christmas with the Cranks goes here because the movie's starting to really stick out to me compared to these other movies. Christmas with the Cranks is very Christmas. It's very funny and... It is it is a classic. It's a it's a comedy you can rewatch. What you can't say about that is Iron Man three or Christmas for the Crank. You can say that about Iron Man three. Iron Man three is one of one of the one of the very few MCU movies that is legit funny without bits. The script is probably the best written script in the MCU. It is so good. The case for Christmas with the Cranks here for me just comes down to the overall tone. Uh, although it tries to redeem itself with a heartwarming ending and the neighborhood all coming together to help the Cranks have a good Christmas for their daughter who's bringing home her like random like new fiance that she met like in two weeks or whatever. I, I really don't gel with the attitude of the Cranks through the whole like movie because like sure they don't want to celebrate Christmas. They want to go on a cruise instead and like that I think that it's cool to celebrate holidays in non-traditional ways. I don't have a problem with that. But the fact that they're like so against everything Christmas in order to do that, it's so selfish. And you kind of agree with everyone else. Like even though you're supposed to be siding with the characters, uh, the main characters of the movie, you're supposed to be rooting for and you're supposed to be like, yes, have your selfish Christmas. Do your thing. You're, you're, you know, you're empty nesters now. Like, but then at the same time, they're like not donating to the charities that they always donate to. They're not buying a tree to help support the Boy Scouts. They're just like yeah no we're just gonna pretend it's not christmas and go on this cruise when if that's the case do that any other time of the year like have a frugal christmas and then take your cruise in january or february when it's still cool like the whole movie just makes me very upset and i get like that's part of the comedy of it but it comes off so mean-spirited and is like not what christmas is about and they try to shoehorn a happy ending on it but it's like it feels so forced and it's kind of like how bad the family or how mean the family was in the first like 10 minutes of home 
Home Alone, but it's the whole movie. (laughs) (laughs) They're not going to lose sleep if Christmas with the Cranks goes here as long as we put Iron Man 3 or Nightmare before this one. I really think that the Nightmare Before Christmas should go next. So Christmas with the Cranks has been set there? Yeah, let's do it. Christmas with the Cranks, number 32, one spot over eyes wide shut. Nightmare Before Christmas, Iron Man 3, Miracle on 34th Street, or The Santa Claus. I think the Nightmare Before Christmas. No, it's Nightmare. Yeah. I mean, it is Christmas, but not totally. This might be a weird take, and I've only seen Iron Man 3 maybe two or three times ever, but the Nightmare Before Christmas, for me, is a movie that drags every time I watch it. And I'm like, how is this movie dragging? It has a runtime of 78 minutes. (laughs) Yeah. Iron Man 3 ran so Hawkeye could fly because the first few episodes of Hawkeye that I've seen are better than all of Iron Man 3. No cap. Bruh. I think it's better than the other MCU shows, but um, no, it's not better than Iron Man 3. Mm-hmm. Okay, well, that's an opinion that you have. I mean, we are the Guy Pierce fan club, so. <laughs> <laughs> so everyone cool with Nightmare Before Christmas right here? Yeah. Okay, cool. All right. Now it's time for Iron Man 3 to shine. Um, I think I have a hot take. Let's hear it, Alden. (laughs) That I have absolutely no attachment to Miracle on 34th Street, and I don't even like watching it. You're allowed to have that opinion, and I think it's kind of... I'm just not my grandma. I'm sorry. That's totally fair. And I I think uh, Miracle on 34th Street is one of those movies where I think the appreciation for it, like, goes away every year. There's obviously people that grew up watching it or watched it with their grandparents growing up or whatever. And I think like there's a lot about it that is not not necessarily in its story or in its presentation, but just the fact that it's, you know, black and white and it's made, made in the 40s that it's like it's dated or it hasn't aged well. What I love about Miracle on 34th Street, specifically the original, is how strong the presentation of like what Santa Claus in the real world would be and also that portrayal of the character and how he's very omnipotent in terms of like he knows exactly what's going on in everyone's life which is really fascinating but it's never like he then takes the little girl to you know his, the north pole and shows like the globe and reveals everything that's behind the curtain he's just like a god figure yeah and it's it's really fascinating seeing a trial Uh, court procedural all about this man being charged with not being Santa Claus. And I think the scene where they bring in all the letters is like one of the most heartwarming scenes in any Christmas movie. I personally love Miracle on 34th Street. If it were up to me, this would be at the top of the nice list, not at the top of the naughty list. But come on, Iron Man 3 as a better movie or Christmas movie than Miracle on 34th Street is a shit take. I think if you want to continue to elevate Iron Man 3, you'd make a much better case against the first, The Santa Claus. I mean, I agree with both. Yeah. Iron Man 3 is a great movie. I agree. It's probably one of my favorite MCU movies. Definitely doesn't go above the Santa Claus on a Christmas tier list because the Santa Claus defines my mythos, the the, the mythos that is ingrained in my childhood brain of what Santa Claus is, as well as having a great heartfelt message and my favorite tool man, Taylor. Josh, where, where do you weigh in here? What do you think is the weakest movie left? See, weakest is an interesting word there. What do you think should be next is the real question. Because quality-wise, like, weakest quality-wise, it's the Santa Claus. Like, you could have told me the Santa Claus was a TV movie and I'd believe you. I like I like how the North Pole and other stuff is uh, presented in that film. When it comes to, like, just, like, what I like 
when it comes to Santa Claus, though, in classic Christmas, it's Santa Claus is coming to town, the Rankin Bass. What Nate said about Miracle on 34th Street makes a lot of sense because it's very similar to that, where it's more of, uh, it doesn't show you too much of everything and uh, leaves it more to your imagination. And that's what... That's what Christmas is all about. The night before Christmas, you see those gifts under the tree using your imagination. What's in those gifts? Sometimes you like a little mystery around the holidays. How does Iron Man stack up in a Christmas tier list, Josh, compared to Miracle on 34th Street and the Santa Claus? I could see an argument for Iron Man 3 to go above the Santa Claus quality-wise, but that's about it. Because it's a movie made later than the Santa Claus? What year What year did the Santa Claus come out? Uh, I think 94. Six. Okay, so like the same year as like Jurassic Park? Uh, 94, so it was the same year as Jurassic Park, but also this movie had a budget of like $20 million. Jurassic Park had a budget of like close to 100. So cool is also trying to compare Iron Man 3 to this when it comes to Iron Man 3 just because it's newer. No, you you were saying in terms of quality. Quality that the Santa Claus like from a filmmaker standpoint looks like shit. I feel like... That's not a not a hot take. The movie looks like it's on like the set of a sitcom. That's 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 a fair point. Definitely wanted it to make it look like it's still Tim Allen under there. Like it, he doesn't look like Santa Claus. It's like, oh, there it is. The guy from Home Improvement Santa in this movie. We got to make sure that people still know it's it's Tim Allen. You never really fully buy into the North Pole. You never really fully buy into that canon that it establishes for the this, the myth of Santa Claus because it's still very much a movie and you can tell you're watching a movie. I feel like the magic and the whimsy of it all is great, but it doesn't have that like transcendental element of this is Santa Claus. This is Tim Allen as Santa Claus, and it will always be that way. I think Tim Allen is the penultimate Santa Claus, and I will stand by my decision. Uh, I sell a t-shirt slash sticker slash whatever you want where one of them says Tim Allen is good. And it's got a rainbow on it. One of them says Tim Allen sucks shit. And Tim Allen is in all gray. And he's surrounded by a red border. I have both of those t-shirts. Whenever I wear the Tim Allen is good shirt outside, nobody says anything. Sometimes people say, I like your shirt. When I say that, when I wear the Tim Allen sucks shit shirt outside, people give me dirty looks. Some people say, where did you get that? And I'll have to say, oh, I made it. (laughs) (laughs) So yeah, if you're one of the three people asking for Duel of the Takes merch, uh, we'll leave uh, <laughs> we'll leave Arkwright uh, Redbubble down in the in the description below. Get yourself a Tim Allen suck shit shirt because the Santa Claus is going here, number thirty. Alden did it. Or oh, that means Iron Man's going next, and Miracle on Thirty Fourth Street is the one after. Like, there's no competition there. Let's see what Alden has to say here. I can't agree more, John. But yeah, Alden, take it away. How is Iron Man three a better Christmas movie than Miracle on Thirty Fourth? street sorry to pull this card but if you are to sit a modern family down i'm sitting the cast of modern family down the extended family everyone in the same house if they were to sit down and watch a movie around christmas like sometime in the month of december i don't even care are they going to watch miracle on 34th street or will that start an argument and the family will just like go in the chaos or are they going to watch iron man 3 and everyone's going to have an okay time i mean if we're if you're giving that argument if i'm going to pull this card every family that i know from childhood would would most certainly get along watching miracle on 34th street sooner than they would all watch iron man 3 
three during the Christmas. Dude, my, I'd have to answer so many questions about the Marvel Cinematic Universe to my family if I tried to throw on the third Iron Man movie. <laughs> They'd be like, what is the lasting impact of of Tony Stark's PTSD? Why does he why is he freaking out? I'm like, well, remember in the first Avengers when he goes up in the portal and he sees everyone die? So that's what's really shaking him to his core right now. And then they're like, where is the guy with the eye patch? And I'm like, he's not in this one. Like, you know, like, where's the handsome man with the long hair and the hammer? And then there was that. Then there's going to be one guy in your family is like, is that the guy from Memento? And it would be me. Also, if we're just shitting on Iron Man 3, it is just a ripoff of Incredibles as far as the villain goes. Whoa, whoa, whoa. No, it is not. It kind of is. To be completely fair, the Incredibles plot of that wasn't the most original thing either. They just did it better than Batman Forever, if we're being completely honest, Sekula. The fun that I have with Iron Man 3 is really only in comparing it to other movies within that cinematic universe and within that franchise, because it is a cut above those in in terms of, of the script and in terms of the character of Tony Stark. Like, there's definitely elements of that that are great but in terms of in the context of a christmas movie i feel like it wouldn't be the watch i feel like a 2021 nuclear family is not going to watch a miracle on 34th street unless they're like super christian i disagree wholeheartedly the movie has nothing to do with christianity not even a little bit i think we all just need to cast a vote i can't see iron man 3 topping miracle on 34th street i am going to die on this hill yeah me too Miracle on 34th Street goes above Iron Man. I'm obviously on Iron Man's side. Josh, decision night in America. I'm going to vote Iron Man 3, and I'm going to tag in Perolski to make the final vote. Hello? You've been called up to the stage. <laughs> make your claim. Iron Man 3. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> I can't believe that just happened. I just voted Iron Man 3 for the meme. The movies that are in nice, we've got Krampus, Ernest Saves Christmas, A Merry Frickin' Christmas, Kiss Kiss Bang Bang, Elf, White Christmas, National Lampoon's Christmas Vacation, Holiday Inn, Die Hard, The Muppet Christmas Carol, Scrooged, The Night Before, A Medea Christmas, Bad Santa, It's a Wonderful Life, Fred Claus, Daddy's Home 2, Batman Returns, Home Alone, Carol, Black Christmas, Jack Frost, Klaus, A Christmas Story, The Santa Claus 2, Home Alone 2, Lost in New York, and Gremlins in the nice list. Which one of these are sticking out to you guys? Which one of these do you think you would have put in Naughty? Krampus. Yeah, that one's pretty weak. It's really sticking out to me. I agree. I'm thinking, I'm looking at Jack Frost here. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I forgot about Jack Frost. That could definitely go next. That only got in there on a technicality. Other ones that are kind of sticking out to me, a Medea, a Medea Christmas. <laughs> Kino. Are you going to make a case for this? No. Could also maybe see like Daddy's Home 2 and Carol. A Medea Christmas goes here. Yeah, yeah. We're in the top 25, guys. The end is near. Top 25 is cursed. I uh, think that Carol is... A great movie, but the Christmas element of it is really just like the bookends of the story and the rest of it's like a character driven romance movie has, I guess, themes that like Josh was saying with like Iron Man 3, where it's like self-reflection toward the end of the year, going through like a messy breakup, things like that. But I don't really know if that is a like a universal theme for Christmas, although it's a high, higher caliber movie in the same tier as something like Eyes Wide Shut being like 
as high as that was in the naughty category. Eyes Wide Shut goes above Carol, so it should go here. I'm not gonna lie, a Merry Frickin' Christmas. I might be the only person who has seen that one. It's such a sour note for Robin Williams to go out on. I watched the movie like last week or during Thanksgiving, like a low mid-tier Christmas movie, like somewhere around where we put like Deck the Halls and The Ref and Jingle All the Way. Like it feels like that should have been on the naughty list in all honesty. There's a lot of these that should have been this lit, this, this this format is fucking wild. Um, does anyone have a, a case against that, or are we cool with that here at number 23? I'm, uh, I'm cool. Sakula, what's standing out to you right now? Is it Fred Claus or Daddy's Home 2? Um, I would prefer Fred Claus to go here than Daddy's Home 2. Man. Okay. That's fine. Daddy's Home 2 is bad, but I, I remember more fun things happening in Daddy's Home 2. Um, I'm also looking at Black Christmas. Like, I, I think it's a great slasher movie, uh, more specifically like a pre-slasher uh, horror movie, but... It's also like, I would never watch this around Christmas. I think I've watched it around Halloween more frequently than I have watching it around Christmas. I can agree with that. Put Black Christmas here. So Gremlin should probably go next? No. No, absolutely not. Daddy's Home 2 needs to go here. Gremlins. Is that really a movie you're going to watch with your family? Having Trying to have a nice wholesome time? Yes. The Gremlins like turn fucking evil. And then Josh has a nightmare for the rest of the night and he hasn't seen Gremlins since. We had similar experiences. It sounds like you have a personal traumatic event relating to Gremlins that doesn't detract from Gremlins. Gremlins is a great fucking movie, and it's better than three of the movies on this list. Daddy's Home 2, Bad Santa, and The Night Before, and Holiday Inn, so actually four. I think Holiday Inn's a stronger movie than White Christmas. I'd be okay with White Christmas going under Gremlins as well. I think that Daddy's Home 2 is getting like some serious like underrated praise here. White Christmas is, is, is worse than Daddy's Home 2. <laughs> I'm so confused. Yeah, I feel like White Christmas uh, should be higher than like uh, some of these movies. I think that's a little low. Yeah, no, it, it doesn't need to go now. I just mean it's not worse than Gremlins. Um. Okay, so we could put Bad Santa here. Okay, whatever. Yeah, fine. Holiday Inn. Okay. In top 20, this is fine. This is a mess. I guess, how how high are we trying to elevate the Santa Claus 2? Oh yeah, that's still here. I mean, realistically, the first one's definitely better. I think we picked the worst out of the trilogy, so... Realistically, the Santa Claus 2 goes above Bad Santa. It goes above White Christmas. It goes above Elf. I disagree with all of that. Please put it there, Nate. It goes above Daddy's Home 2. Yeah, can we place Daddy's Home 2 for crying in the rain? And I feel like Nate and I, before this episode, were the biggest, like, Daddy's Home 2, like, supporters. And now we've, we've, we've like, turned on the movie. Alden, what's the case for Daddy's Home 2 being anywhere near the top 20 that it's already well-established in? Uh, moving along... Goes Kiss King, Kiss Kiss Bang Bang. You think Kiss Kiss Bang Bang belongs next? Yeah. I have no stake in this. Christmas movie? I don't necessarily disagree, but... It's, it's a good movie, but it's not the best Christmas movie. And at this point, we're getting into like the nitty gritty of what is a Christmas movie. I actually never seen Kiss Kiss Bang Bang. Yeah, wait, is Guy Pierce just our Val Kilmer? All right. Um, Kiss Kiss Bang Bang number 18. 
Uh, Ernest Saves Christmas is getting pretty high, and I'm not complaining. I'm just noting that that movie has about the production quality of a made-for-TV movie. I'm going to be honest. Ernest Saves Christmas has not gotten high enough. Okay, that's that's a fair take, and I, I'm willing to fight that fight with you for a little while longer. We've had Bad Santa tossed around. We've had The Night Before tossed around. We've had The Santa Claus 2 tossed around. What are we thinking goes next? Bad Santa. Yeah. Okay. Hot take, Nate. The Night Before is a better found family storyline. Honestly, sure. <laughs> Whatever, fine. Yeah, that works. It just hit different this year. <laughs> I guess I should rewatch it. <laughs> I'm cool continuing to elevate the night before. I heard Alden quietly say the first Home Alone, and I want to hear that case, because uh, that's it's a hot take. I feel like we did mention it earlier that uh, Home Alone 2 has a better like Christmas feel to it. Hey, Alden, if you want to switch this to a Christmas story, I might agree with you. Yeah. Wow. <laughs> yeah, I can agree with that. I don't like a Christmas story at all. I don't care. <laughs> We can put it down. <laughs> Just to get this straight, I, I think that A Christmas Story is a little overrated in the in the modern setting, but we're going to go as far as to say that White Christmas, Ernest Saves Christmas. Oh, we, hold on. White Christmas is still here? <laughs> let's do White Christmas and then, and then let's do A Christmas Story. Let's do White Christmas and then A Christmas Story. I'm going to continue to fight this, but I will place White Christmas here at 16 with no... Uh, hesitation whatsoever. Batman Returns is a better Christmas movie than a Christmas story? No. Yes. Yes. I mean, yes. Christmas story goes here. It's not as good as any of the rest of these movies. The Santa Claus 2 is better than a Christmas story. By far. I'm going to bring back the argument that I was going to bring up when we were talking about a, a Santa Claus 3, where it expands on the Santa Claus mythos in that it... If you are Santa Claus, not only do you have to be Santa Claus, but you also have to find a Mrs. Claus. She has no agency in this situation. She just has to become Mrs. Claus. You get to pick one and then- The Santa Claus 2 is still here? Yeah, let's drop that. Can we put that under a Christmas story? Yes, please get rid of it. Above Christmas story. Yeah, sure. How did the night before make it above Santa Claus 2? Look, we've got two Christmas carols left. We've got two Home Alones left. I think we need to diversify this list. I thought we only had one Christmas carol on here. We've got Scrooged and the Muppet Christmas Carol. Muppet Christmas Carol goes next. I feel like we're already in the top 15. Like, Muppet Christmas Carol has made it pretty far. Yeah, that's true. And there's great elements in that. Obviously, the Muppets fully functional in, in the Christmas Carol story and I think Patrick Stewart does a pretty good job as Scrooge it feels like you're watching like a theater production of a Muppet stage play of a Christmas Carol but I couldn't watch this every Christmas if I'm being entirely honest this is like a once a decade type Christmas movie for me personally bingo and now here's where the night before goes. I'd be down with like Batman Returns or maybe Home Alone 2. I, I will accept the night before or Batman Returns. I just read Ernest Saves Christmas. I feel like that should go. Yeah. No, Ernest Saves Christmas deserves to go higher. I think we put Ernest Saves Christmas here. I don't, I do not see a reason for it to go higher. Like what, what does it have going for itself? It's got, well, as Nate said earlier, the best portrayal of Santa Claus. I didn't say the best. I said a case for maybe one of the best. 
best on-screen Santa Clauses. Okay, well, here's my case for the best fucking portrayal of Santa Claus. Not only fucking Jim Varney's portrayal of Ernest, which I don't know if Jim Varney's portrayal of Ernest at all has ever gotten any play in any of these lists on this entire channel. Think Ernest Scared Stupid, maybe. Where did Ernest Scared Stupid go? Because that's probably my favorite Halloween movie. Oh, dude, it was really low. Don't even ask. Jim Varney deserves a lot of respect, and Ernest deserves a lot of respect. Ernest Saves Christmas deserves to go above The Night Before. It's a classic. If The Night Before goes next, and then Ernest Saves Christmas goes right above it, I won't lose sleep. Um, In terms of contemporary comedy Christmas movies, I feel like The Night Before is definitely way stronger than things like your office Christmas parties or your bad mom Christmases. But Josh, do you think it has the staying power to become like a cult classic down the line like A Christmas Story did for Gen Xers and Boomers or not? Or Ernest Saves Christmas does? I, I think like the rise in popularity for uh, a couple of the actors in the movie will definitely bring more attention to it. The Night Before works because it takes place... Uh our modern time and like they they use like cell phones in it but it's nothing like nothing's gonna like it's still like set in like a modern where it could still be like timeless like there's no scene where somebody's like on vine or something out of all these movies on here if all of us for some reason had to do christmas eve together this is exactly what we would do i completely believe the three of them that they are these like best friends and the two of them are getting kind of sick of joseph gordon levitt's character which found kind of like relatable because like they're unfortunately like some of your friends don't move on as fast as some other friends and some friends get left behind and i think it tackles like some themes that you would never seen tackled in like a christmas movie spoilers for the night before the ending with miley Miley Cyrus singing Wrecking Ball and uh, Joseph Gordon-Levitt like panic proposing to uh, whatever her name is, is all like really funny and really entertaining. I, I think the night before could become a uh, could become a pleasant surprise because it, it also is so funny, like the their drug dealer. Michael Shannon? Michael Shannon is hilarious in this movie. I rewatched it recently. <laughs> Every scene he's in is so funny. It has to be one of his most underrated roles. Ernest Saves Christmas versus Elf. I think Elf is definitely going to have a longer cultural impact just due to the fact that one will ferrell is a bigger name than jim varney ever was i also think that the production quality of the movie i think it's honestly probably one of john favreau's most solidly directed movies i also don't think that elf is that good i'm surprised it made it over a christmas story i think the first act of elf is great super funny when he first gets to the city everything's great i believe Ernest says Christmas does not deserve 12. It deserves at least 11. Okay, I'm fine with Batman Returns going below Ernest Saves Christmas. Honestly, actually, I wasn't even thinking about that one. That's actually not a bad take. I think it is a bad take. No, because it's not a Christmas movie. It's based during Christmas. Neither is Die Hard. Yeah, but Die Hard's better. Okay, it could also be Scrooge because as much as I like that movie, it's a very forgotten Christmas classic. Not a lot of people are revisiting around this time as like more people should. Don't get me wrong. I don't know. I don't think it has the staying power 
And for movies like The Night Before, it's just too early to know if it has staying power. But for something like Scrooge, I can you could you could tell it's getting lost in the shuffle. Probably nine out of those ten people are not going to know what you're even talking about. That's fair. I didn't know what Scrooge was until we started this list. There you go. All right. I don't think we need two Home Alone movies in the top ten. We can place one of these before we play something else. And I think the argument could be made. I think the first one is a lesser movie. The second one's better as far as a Christmas movie is concerned. If you're talking about movie, just a movie as by itself, I would rather watch the first one. Yeah, I just, I think the emotional gut punches in the first Home Alone are so much stronger. Like when it's Christmas, or yeah, when it's Christmas Eve and he's just wishing that his mom would be there for Christmas morning. Like, come on, that is so sweet. Most wholesome thing in the entire freaking movie. And his Christmas wish comes true. It's wholesome if you forget the fact that she completely forgot him and she didn't realize until after they were already at the destination there were a lot of things going on there were not enough things going on let's put home alone 2 here because of donald trump uh yeah i'm okay home alone 2 at number 11 gremlins klaus home alone batman returns it's a wonderful life the night before die hard national lampoon's christmas vacation elf and Ernest saves christmas left we just play Scrooge because no one knows what it is. And as much as I do like Ernest Saves Christmas, this is going to go down in history as a forgotten Christmas classic in the same way that Ernest Scared Stupid has gone down as a forgotten Halloween favorite. These these movies were made for Gen X kids. And uh, the further away we grow from that, the less these movies are going to be appreciated. I personally love Jim Varney, love Ernest. The commercials were all hilarious and uh him having a successful movie franchise was awesome but Ernest saves christmas is not a top 10 christmas movie of all time i'm good with Ernest going next that's fine with me okay so we've got elf national lampoon christmas vacation die hard the night before it's a wonderful life batman returns home alone klaus and gremlins i'm looking at batman returns and gremlins right now and even die hard i think these three non-traditional christmas movies have been elevated pretty freaking far i also think that elf is overrated i'm looking at batman returns pretty much exclusively i think Die Hard's a runner-up, but Batman Returns has gone pretty far. While just being a movie place during Christmas time, it is not as much of a Christmas movie as Die Hard is. Die Hard is is like the template for, uh, and like I've, I mentioned this before, like Hawkeye. Based on based on that, Die Hard goes here. Yeah, no. Uh. You just killed Die Hard for me. I will never praise Die Hard ever again because you compared it to the ripoff Green Arrow show. Die Hard's now an MCU aesthetic. Ugh. Thanks, Sakula. <laughs> we got Batman Returns. We got Klaus, Gremlins. These are all placeable for me. Whoa, whoa, whoa. Batman Returns. Dude, there's a lot of placeable movies right now, and we need to place them. So, uh, what are... No, Night Before. It's gone far enough. I'll agree with Sakula here. That's honestly fine. I think I'd rather watch The Night Before right now than Elf. I agree. I'm okay with Elf going right now. I don't like Elf. Okay, here it is. The top six Christmas movies of all time. We've just got to figure out the order. Gremlins, Klaus, Home Alone, Batman Returns, It's a Wonderful Life, and National Lampoon's Christmas Vacation. This is a mess. Batman Returns has gone far enough. Home Alone has gone far enough. Gremlins got really high. How does Gremlins go above Batman Returns? I don't think it does. I think it's Batman Returns, but Gremlins is like, why is this still here? So Batman Returns and then Gremlins. We're in agreement. I'm so okay with that, unless if there's a better take. Batman Returns is definitely above Gremlins. As a Christmas movie, how? Well, what about Gremlins is like 
Christmassy. Are you really going to watch like Gremlins with your family on the week of Christmas? Yes. Probably not, but I'm definitely going to watch it myself. I've watched Gremlins one and a half times, both during the summer, and I don't know if I'll see it again unless someone else plays it. I'm about to be mean. I'm going to throw in another movie here. He's going to throw in Klaus. I'm going to throw in Klaus. Outside of this panel... Does anyone actually care? I think I think Klaus is a Christmas movie that is only going to grow in appreciation over time, and I think twenty years from now, people are going to talk about it like it's one of the one of the best Christmas. Twenty years from now, Jack Frost came out twenty years ago. We still talking about that? Well, it made our list, and it's in the nice list. So yes, by the technicality, <laughs> you didn't even watch the movie, Josh. I don't think you can speak to the quality of it. It's Batman Returns versus Gremlins. Honestly, it's Gremlins versus Home Alone. Honestly, even if I didn't finish Klaus, it's against that a, a movie that I love and watch all the time versus a probably a very good animated Christmas movie that's on it's on Netflix. It is extremely accessible and nobody still gives a shit. That's not true, though. People do give a shit. I think that's just you. I think a lot of young young people are watching this movie and are going to grow up watching it every year because it is so accessible that you don't have to log into Apple TV Plus to watch it like you do the Peanuts Christmas nowadays. This is straight up on Netflix. It's always pushed around the holidays. This is something that people are going to grow up with. Three-year-olds, four-year-olds, five-year-olds now are going to watch this movie every single Christmas and develop their own canon around how St. Nicholas became uh, Santa. Santa Claus in the context of this movie, and it has that light fantasy glaze. As a Rankin Bass fan, disgusting. Why? Because you're re you're redoing a, a a story that has been told thousands of times before, and now this is in a format that people actually enjoy now. I mean, the only reason the Rankin Bass movies have continued to be so beloved is all because of nostalgia. They look like garbage, but they're so charming. Klaus goes above goes above Home Alone for me. That Nate, you were just defending how like shitty the Santa Claus looks, but it has all this heart. So I'm gonna do the same with Home Alone. Home Alone's got all this heart that I think like Klaus looks very great. Great animation looks good, but it doesn't have the heart that Home Alone does. I don't think. No, if you if you stuck around and watched that movie, you'd know it has more heart than Home Alone. It has two Monsters Inc. level heart-wrenching scenes in the third act. I'm not even kidding. Yeah. You have to watch class all the way through, Josh. I've cried watching this movie. Yeah, I'm honestly, I'm, I'm surprised National Lampoon's made it as, as far as it has. Everything we have, I think, is kind of clown right now. <laughs> this is a terrible list, and I think that's why we're fighting as hard as we are. <laughs> the one or two that people care about are, like, the only things worth fighting. How about we break the difference when we put National Lampoon's right here? Batman Returns and Gremlins both need to get placed before it. I agree. I just want to... Home Alone needs to get placed. Don't care. We're placing Gremlins. We are now in the top five, and I think it's between National Lampoon's Christmas Vacation, probably Batman Returns. Batman. It's Home Alone. You place the second one, which is a better Christmas movie. It's Home Alone. I still haven't heard how the hell Batman Returns is a good Christmas movie. Please sell us on that, Alden. I'd, I think Ferolsky needs to. He's going crazy. Can we let Ferolsky in on this? What? How is Batman Returns a Christmas movie? I just think it should go here. That's what I was... <laughs> Just put Gremlins, then Batman, 
And then I don't give a shit what you guys do with the rest. So he's not fighting for Batman at all. We don't even need to bring him in because he's on our side. So. Gremlins number six, Batman Returns number five. Alden really wants Home Alone placed at number four. Yes. Actually, Josh really wants Klaus placed at number four. John really wants National Lampoon's Christmas Vacation placed here. Yep. I don't want It's a Wonderful Life to win, but I also think it's better than two of these movies. So as far as the top three, I think the top three are It's a Wonderful Life, Home Alone and Klaus. I think National Lampoon's has to go here. It's a fantastic Christmas movie. It's an incredible comedy. It's probably one of my favorite comedies of all time. National Lampoon's is fantastic, but it deserves to go here. It is, at its core, a Christmas comedy. Yeah, Alden, why does Home Alone go here? The Christmas aspect of Home Alone is just an excuse to have the parents and the entire family go on vacation for whatever reason. It's just a holiday. It didn't need to be Christmas. It could have, be, it could have been set any time of the year. Any time that his family could have gone on vacation. Wrong. You placed Batman Returns where the entire like set, every single piece of that, has a Christmas decoration of some sort. A decoration, it's not based around Christmas. You have half the plot going on over Christmas. Max Shrek is legitimately based off of the Grinch and Scrooge. He literally, like the plot of the movie is for him to grow a heart and save his son. Home Alone is based on Christmas. You can say it's, oh, it's just a plot device. So that way there's no, 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 because fucking Kevin McAllister, the second Home Alone has a stronger Christmas plot. Let me finish, Alden. Then make a better point. It's not better than National Lampoon's. It's worse. Home Alone should have been placed like at 10. The entire plot is just comedic effect around the events happening with the Lampoon Christmas. Home Alone is him fighting some burglars with elaborate traps he's put around his house. By your logic, they're the same movie. I mean, they both sound funny. They are funny, but one is addictively more Christmassy than the other. That's actually a really good point. The humor from National Lampoon's Christmas Vacation comes from the fact that, like, it's all exaggerated versions of relatable scenarios. Slapstick, comedic like over the top effect. Whereas Home Alone is such like a, this could never possibly happen scenario. What what surprises you is like the heart to that story after this terrible situation happens. And like the slapstick hijinks with Joe Pesci getting his shit rocked by the nine year old. <laughs> They're the two most directly comparable movies left. And I went into this thinking that I wanted Home Alone to win it all. And I still kind of do, but Alden brings up a good point. I think that Christmas Vacation might be the more strong Christmas movie because of how relatable everything is and how intertwined all of the set pieces, comedic set pieces are to the holiday itself. I want Home Alone placed here. Okay, I'm voting for National Lampoon's to be put here. Sure, National Lampoon. Christmas Vacation is right here. All right, top three, It's a Wonderful Life, Home Alone, and Klaus. I'm going to say it. It's Klaus. I think it's a wonderful life. I think it's Home Alone. Uh, I, I could switch my vote to It's a Wonderful Life pretty easily. As great as that story is, and as often as it's retold, I think the reason why It's a Wonderful Life has aged so well is because of its its theme. I don't think that it even holds a candle to Miracle on 34th Street in terms of its, of its filmmaking, in terms of its actual story. But it has that timeless retellability like a Christmas Carol where you can add in different characters or different pre-established characters to tell the same story 
story and it's been done so many times since and that's why I think the story of It's a Wonderful Life will continue to live on but this movie specifically I feel like its appreciation is dwindling over the years I'm happy it's elevated this high as like the classic movie on this list I love the movie but it's it 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 got way higher than it needed to for me personally I just didn't have arguments to play it against it I, w- I would have had it in the naughty list, honestly. Josh, where are you at? Klaus at three. Okay, so it's a wonderful life. <laughs> All right, Home Alone versus Klaus for number one. Number one should be Klaus. Home Alone versus Klaus for one and two. What is the best Christmas movie of all time out of this pool of 55 movies that we have spent three hours making a list out of? It's Klaus. I'm going to I'm gonna do the base take and do Klaus. When did this movie come out? 2019. So this movie that came out under two years ago is already better than everything on this list. You're telling me, Alden and John. Yes, especially Home Alone. We don't even know if it's going to be a classic yet. I don't care if it's a classic. It's an incredible movie. Even even if Netflix shuts down and the movie gets lost, people are still going to remember this movie and continue talking about this movie and have pirated and ripped versions of it. It's an incredible movie. This versus Home Alone right now? No, no way. I think Klaus is a really smartly made movie and the fact that it's distributed through Netflix is going to make it culturally relevant in the same way that things like the Rankin-Bass Christmas movies were for the three-channel cable setup of the 1960s and 70s. It has a lot to appreciate within it, especially with the characters and their relationships to each other as this Christmas origin story is told. But you keep bringing up Netflix and it didn't even get a sequel. Christmas Chronicles got a fucking sequel. This couldn't. It does not need a sequel. But if we're talking about popularity on Netflix and how it's going to get better, didn't Christmas isn't Christmas Chronicles the top Christmas Netflix movie right now? That's the shitty part is it's not like television where they're going to keep repeating it. Netflix is just going to keep pumping out shit. They don't care about what what's going to last. It's, they're always what's next. I don't think it matters if it gets a sequel. Have you seen the latest Home Alone movie? Yeah, great point. But because of the impact of Home Alone, we keep getting sequels or remakes of that movie. But everybody, but, but everybody watches the original every single year. It's not because of the fucking impact. It's because it made a shitload of money. Klaus isn't getting recognition because it made a shitload of money because it didn't because it was released on Netflix. Yeah, nothing on Netflix makes money. Klaus is getting recognition because it's a better movie, not because it made a lot of sequels. Home Alone, you're you're banking on the nostalgia factor and because it made a lot of sequels. And yeah, it made a lot of sequels. Yeah, the second one was pretty entertaining. It's getting recognition because it's a good movie. It's not getting recognition that's better than Home Alone. No, look, it was the highest movie on Netflix at the time. It had 30 million views in its first month. It was nominated for an Oscar. Did Home Alone get nominated? Home Alone was the is still, I think, the highest grossing Christmas movie of all time and yet the sequel they made got a 16 percent on rotten tomato the biggest movie on netflix ever now is red fucking notice so don't tell me about quality when it comes to big biggest netflix movies and you were talking about popularity not quality home alone has been out longer you can't talk about highest grossing because home alone has been out like fucking what 20 years longer than klaus it came out in christmas of 2019 the same year avengers endgame made a billion dollars Forget the grossing. You just tried to fight the grossing when Home Alone made like a bazillion dollars in like the four months it was in theaters. Look at the stories that each of them tell objectively and how they tell them and how Christmassy they are and how 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 well they tell their stories. 
how well technically they push the limits of their genre. I would argue that Home Alone doesn't even come close, not even a little bit to Klaus. It pretty much created the genre. People have been trying to make the next Home Alone, the next Christmas classic since. And they've failed, but Klaus revolutionized on it. I think that Home Alone is kind of like a lightning in a bottle movie. I think it has a lot of things going in its favor. I think most importantly is the the script by John Hughes, but very, very close second is how lucky they were to get such a competent child actor in that role and playing uh, that character so uh, uh, dynamically as they do. It has continued to gain appreciation, and unfortunately the way they show that is by sh shoving out more garbage sequels and, and reboots. Christmas is a timeless holiday, and Home Alone has way more tenure on Klaus. I agree on that. Yeah, 30 years compared to two years is, is really hard to judge. You have to compare what's there to what's there, and if you want to compare tenure, sure. People that don't like out animation like Josh will not sit through a two-hour-long animated movie about the origin of Santa Claus, and that's unfortunate, but also, even within the confines of it being an animated movie, there's a lot of, like, just stuff that doesn't need to be there. There's a lot of additional conflict thrown in that feels very forced, but what you do get is you do get really great main characters, and that is what's going to make that movie hold up down the line. That's the same thing that has made Home Alone hold up for so long, is Kevin McAllister as a character and the fun slapstick hijinks that he goes through, coming to the realization that he needs his family and that he loves his family, even though he was very frustrated with them in the beginning. I think that Home Alone is the better Christmas movie. I think Klaus is the better movie. That's where I stand. I think Home Alone should win. I don't know. I'm still stuck on the part that even though he wants his family now, they still forgot him. Every single member of his family, not just his mom. There's no way. I'm not sure that that's the reason I agree with Alden, but I do agree. Yeah, it's kind of the shittiest point, and I think because of that. You haven't even seen Klaus, and you've been arguing against it for 20 minutes. The guy who doesn't watch movies on this show for almost two years now is gonna make this point. And yet, I've seen more on this list than you? Great. You watch shittier Christmas movies than me. More than half of these movies suck. Congratulations, Alden. Viewing against Home Alone, which is not as good as the second one, against Klaus, which will be a timeless Christmas movie. Yes. It will be in the same ranks as Rankin-Bass movies. Okay, you're very confident on that. I am confident on that because it will probably get there. In 20 years, uh, you'll be this, this this old, miserable guy still watching this movie nobody gives a shit about. <laughs> I didn't think this would be the episode where, I, where we break Alden. Here is the Duel of the Takes list of 55 what? greatest Christmas movies of all time. Of course, this was using Naughty or Nice, so it's uh, it's a little little polarizing. Number 55, we've got Grumpy Cat's Worst Christmas Ever. 54, Silent Night, Deadly Night. 53, A Very Harold and Kumar Christmas. 52, Saving Christmas. 51, Elf Bowling the Movie. 50, Bad Mom's Christmas. 49, Holiday in Handcuffs. 48, The Polar Express. 47, Arthur Christmas. 46, Eight Crazy Nights. 45, Office Christmas Party. 44, Miracle on 34th Street, the remake. 43, I'll Be Home for Christmas. 
42, Four Christmases. 41, The Christmas Chronicles. 40, Fat Man. 39, Last Holiday. 38, Happiest Season. 37, Deck the Halls. 36, The Ref. 35, Jingle All the Way. 34, The Santa Claus 3, The Escape Clause. 33, Eyes Wide Shut. 32, Christmas with the Cranks. 31, The Nightmare Before Christmas. 30, The Santa Claus. 29, Miracle on 34th Street. 28, Iron Man 3, 27, Krampus, 26, Jack Frost, 25, A Medea Christmas, 24, Carol, uh, 23, A Merry Frickin' Christmas, 22, Fred Claus, 21, Black Christmas, 20, Holiday Inn, 19, Daddy's Home 2, 18, Kiss Kiss Bang Bang, uh, 17, Bad Santa, 16, White Christmas, 15, The Santa Claus 2, 14, A Christmas Story, 13, The Muppet Christmas Carol, 12, Scrooged, 11, Home Alone 2, Lost in New York, 10, Ernest Saves Christmas, 9, Die Hard, 8, Elf, 7, The Night Before, 6, Gremlins, 5, Batman Returns, 4, National Lampoon's Christmas Vacation, 3, It's a Wonderful Life, number 2, Home Alone, and 1, Klaus. Wow, I was expecting Home Alone to get first. Join us next week where we will be having the Duel of the Takes Season 2 finale, a bracket that will have every movie that won an episode of this show going head-to-head. It's going to be crazy. 